on. Lord, I know you fine. I know I'm not always on call, but I be on time. You heard from your X-Men. I could read your mind. I'm trying to get inside that thing that's in between your eyes. I need a real woman. That's something I had to realize. I'm done with the games. We should burn money in paradise. In a Vetamise jacket and a paradox. Make it rain in Southern California. That's a paradox. Say I'm always skating, but I keep you here waiting. Girl, you know I idolize you like I'm clay aching. Girl, you know I fantasize about you laying naked in the villa in the grill drinking wine as if we Jamaican. So call me Liam Neeson. Tell them niggas you taking. You just so advanced. The mother bitches is basic. You bad on your own, but we so much better together. Just give me the green light. I'm ready when you ready. Welcome back to Ice Cream Social. That was this week's song of the week, You Keep Me Waiting by Snow Allegra. And this is this week's poem of the week called, It's Been a Week. It's been a week since I last wrote you. Well, it feels like it at least. At most, you could boast about the past and the good, but the bad overtook all your thoughts and you sought to close the door, lock the door, close the door, lock the door, nothing more. Not a word more spoken unto me. Broken is she who leaves and can't love, who disbelieves and mistrusts me. Why must he leave so abruptly? It's been a week since I last wrote you. Well, it feels like it at least, but I know it was a day, but it feels like a week. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to my poem. Today we have my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful friend Jordan here. Say hello, Jordan. Hello. <laughs> oh my god oh i love talking to you so much bae we're gonna have an amazing podcast i'm excited yeah, i'm excited for you so um let's talk about who you are let's talk about jordan maybe let's start with pronouns um i go by all pronouns he she they okay you know whatever you see that's why i say like girl i don't be get offended by pronouns anymore real um yes yeah, so. 2022 no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> For real though. No, yeah, because people will say whatever they want, and it's kind of just like you have to. It's more than deal with it. You just have to like understand almost. Exactly. It's yeah. a you know understanding. So I don't even take offense to any of it. So. Yeah, but if you don't understand, I understand that you don't understand. Does that make sense? Just yeah, saying that. <laughs> you yeah. see, that's the problem though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Well, today we're here to talk about feelings, and I wanted to talk about. 
Because you're just a person to me who feels so much. I do. Okay, why do you think that you feel so much? What do you think about you indicates that? You know, I honestly don't know what it is that makes me feel so much. I'm a very sensitive person, and I think it may have also just, like, stems through so many things, but I can't pimp. I don't know. Like, I don't know why I feel so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, but if, just to the people out there, if you're ever around Jordan, like, you can feel it's like this milky, sensitive, almost like a cancer-like nature that you have. I do have, like, girl. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just, like, it's very caring. It's just very, like, ten- attentive and, mm-hmm. you know, those type of things. So, getting into feelings, I wanted to ask you, what type of feelings do you find yourself usually having? I'll go first, just to give you an mm-hmm. example. For me, I typically have myself finding feelings of ambition. Like, I would say jealousy, but it's not backed by nothing else. Like, if it's jealousy, it's also backed by ambition. If it's, like, um, misunderstanding, it's also backed by ambition to understand. If it's if it's some type of, like, discomfort or sad feeling, it's also backed by ambition to not feel those feelings anymore. So I feel like a lot of times I'm just, like, on this mode where um, that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling a drive to do and just kind of be active. Um, so that's like a type of feeling that I usually have. What about you? I would say a type of feeling that I usually have. So it's so it's this is my problem. I have such a hard time pinpointing it. Like yeah. my feelings are usually like they're all over the place. Yeah. So I feel like I can't like it depends. You know. Depends on what. On the, and on my surroundings mm, and who I. Yeah. Um, I would say when I'm alone, I'm pretty peaceful. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have to drive and do things that. You know, I like like to do on my own and like yeah. by myself and my certain hobbies, like drawing. But I feel like oh, you draw? I do. Oh, I only knew that you did like sketches for fashion. I didn't know that you like drew. Um, I'm getting back into it. I used to do it a lot more when I was younger. But yeah. I, why not do something that I used to do when I was a kid? Like yes. we need to for it, you know? Yeah, open that um, inner child. Exactly, and that's mm-hmm. why I'm like healing right now, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I would say it genuinely does depend on my surroundings and who I'm with. Yeah. So it's a, it's a hard question to answer. That's my problem. I can never answer a question correctly. Well, how do you usually feel when you're around like your family? Like, what type of feelings do you usually find yourself having? You know, when I'm around my family, especially my sister, I feel like really good, happy, and comfortable. Okay. But I think some parental figures, like my mom and grandma, it's mm-hmm. a little bit uneasy you know a little bit uncomfortable um because like i've noticed that when i'm around them i kind of shut down with what i say and how i usually am Mm -hmm. just because you know i'm like a sheltered kid i've always been like very sheltered Mm -hmm. and i think literally kind of conservative in the way that they like raise me and stuff Mm -hmm. so i would say around certain family members it is like uneasy so i don't really feel as well as i would like to okay do you think that, like, once it gets to a further type of extended family, it gets the less, you know, comfortable? Actually, I think once it gets further to the extended family, it's oh, wow. way more uncomfortable. Oh, okay. And I think, well, that was from, like, just, like, I feel like not being accepted for my sexuality. Yeah. Um, what is your sexuality, by the way? Part of your ID. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cute. You're so cute. You're gay. Eee, happy Pride Month, babe. June 1st. I know. I'm so excited for Pride Month. Bitch. We're probably not going to have Pride. Real. Time for all the white gays to overshadow us. Girl, um, not me. Not me, per. Whoa. Heard that. Heard that. <laughs> okay. Well... I think it just roots from that when it comes to like outer family is that I for some reason I do feel more comfortable with my inner family regardless. Yeah. 
because of just like that like layer of just safety and knowing that I am fine with who I am like yeah. at home. Yeah. But the extended family it's not it's not the same. Oh, okay. So your extended family is like you're uncomfortable and then your close family is much more comfortable. Okay. That yeah. makes that makes so like with your even though it's still like a disconnect with my closer family, you yeah. know. What type of disconnect do you think? I would say a disconnect from expressing our feelings. Yeah. This is perfect. Um yeah, I don't none of my family likes to express their feelings. They like to, you know, brush past them and go on a family vacation or something, you know? <laughs> think that's going like literal. Yeah, literal. I think that's going to help something yeah. when we can't even talk about our feelings and like sit down as like a whole and have a conversation about how we really feel. Definitely. I just don't like that. Definitely. Has that always been that way like ever since you were younger? Like your family's just kind of closed off when it comes to feelings? Yes. A lot of the time, I think Actually, the one person in my family that made it a little easier to express our feelings was me. I was the one that was always more vocal about how I felt mm-hmm. um, and kind of changed a little, like, you know, changed a little bit in the house yeah. with, like, people expressing stuff Yeah. Um, a little bit more. But. Yeah. That makes complete sense. How did you do that? Like, how did you usher in that change? Um, you know, there comes to a certain point in time when you're at home and you just can't deal with like the arguments and like the stupid things that happen all the time so yeah. you kind of just like okay so i can't sit here and cry or be annoying and get mad at them let's fix it yeah. so i kind of just like got up with my siblings and, like we all had a conversation about all of our problems in the household definitely and we ended up just talking to them about it and mm-hmm. letting them know that like you know we don't like the way this happens we don't like how this happens and like you know in the black community there's a lot of problems yeah oh my like, god oh and, my god you know like you know so like you come to a point as well where you're sitting there and you're like you know you can't be fully mad right yeah because they were in that same situation when they were younger right and and it comes it comes from slavery and that's something i think Mm -hmm. that people need to eat into like i can't talk about my feelings because my great-grandma had a slave master that does not make you want to talk about your feelings i'm not gonna lie and like you know even with like my mom she doesn't want to talk about her feelings because they didn't have therapy. You know yeah. what I'm trying to say? Like, they didn't yeah. have the resources to actually express how they feel. Because I could say probably right now, there's, like, so many families and mothers, like, I, I would say, I mean, I guess I wouldn't go as far to say depressed. Yeah. But I feel like there are a lot of black individuals that are depressed, but they don't see it as depression. You yeah. know what I'm trying to say? And like, for, and I, you know what? Culturally, support. there's this actual, like, historical aspect of slavery when slave masters had their slaves they encouraged them to drink on the weekends so that they wouldn't have time to plan rebellions it would be looked down upon if you didn't drink on the weekends it would be looked down upon if you weren't celebrating and having fun on the weekend because that's a time where you weren't being a literal slave okay so then this transfers to like the 60s the 70s the 80s and it's looked down upon when you aren't doing drugs when you aren't smoking and drinking on the weekends because that's what everybody's doing to relax from their hard week of work And so we view that as some type of like, you know, kind of lifestyle. That's how people live. They have have fun on the weekends and they work during the week. That's so normal. But if you told a clinical professional that, that is literal abuse of your body. That is like a problem. That is a type of addiction that you need to overcome. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, yes. Um, And so like, I think that that's definitely another distinction to make is that like our parents don't even, they're just now beginning to understand what it's like to live a life without that haze, you know, that they're literally trying to input on you so you don't plan rebellions 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so happy that you went into that because yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Um, you know, even with my grandparents and stuff, like, yeah. it's the same issue. Yeah. I forgot where I, like, left off at. <laughs> I do want to ask you, how do you feel right now? And, and by right now, I mean, like, in this moment, in this second, like, mm-hmm. do you feel, like, describe to me how you feel. Because I think that that in itself opens up conversations a mile because people typically say how do you feel or they say how are you and you're not giving a genuine response i really want to know like how do you feel right now i'm the same way i always like how do you feel and like they never really say anything yeah it's annoying i I would say i actually feel very good Um, i'm so happy to talk to you and i think i just love having conversations like this especially with people that know how to bounce back and like talk about so i feel really i'm like very happy and i'm ready to learn yeah i'm glad you know who i like talking to i like talking to your friend Jalen. yes Jalen was actually talking about this podcast he was like i'm so upset that i'm not invited (gasps) i was just about to say i should invite Jalen. i was just about to say that you know what i think i should and we could talk about catholic university since we both go to them and like what it's like going to the catholic university because that is something that we know but i totally should invite them i mean season two is in production right now so i mean Um, like I said, this is one of the fourth podcasts I'm doing, and further this week I have like three or four more. I have one after this. Um, so there's definitely time to squeeze Jalen, and I really would like to because I love talking to Jalen for reasons yeah, like this. Yeah, Sagittarius energy, like, come on. Girl, like, oh my God, I love him so much. Yes. So you would say right now you feel like good and comfortable? Yes, I feel very comfortable with you. I love this conversation, yeah. Okay, good. That's good. I would say right now, I feel like anxious. Let me tell you what I have to do today. Like I'm, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I'm glad I could tell you. This. I'm glad I could talk about this on the podcast because I, like you know, I do. I don't know. Like my listeners don't know, but typically I have an episode template for each episode, and so I typically stay close to the template. But since I'm talking to Jordan, and like I don't know, like me and Jordan don't get to talk like this often. Like I see yeah. Jordan in person, and I don't go to St. Louis that often to see Jordan. So like okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna just tell you how my day is, best friend. Please do, Garcia. I'm ready. Let me go. Okay, so uh, people don't know this either, but I was supposed to interview Jordan yesterday, but I got to the studio and I left all my chargers at home, and I was having the worst day ever, and I was like, I'm just going to go home. And I I literally slept through the day and woke up later, and I was like, ah, it's daytime. But, um, yeah, so I just went home. So we're doing this again today. So today I feel kind of anxious because I have this interview. I have an interview after with another person that I have, like, never really – like talk to you in person before like not my friend this is a special guest from chicago that i've seen around some parties um and he just has like a social media following and he has like music and i want to get to know about all of it and so i'm just kind of nervous to get to know this person and then i'm also nervous because i have my first day of work at an ice cream shop uh later this afternoon Oh my god, are you excited? Do you still like nervous about it? I think you'll do amazing day. Thank you, Bay. Isn't that such a cute summer job an ice cream shop? Yes, that's like the perfect job, honestly. Yeah, so like I'm excited for it. I'm not really too too nervous. It's just kinda of like a you know, I don't know what to expect. So it's just like a you have- yeah. And you have, like, so much stuff to do today, so it's, like, all in your mind. Exactly, exactly. And then I was supposed to hang out with some friends around three, and, like, none of this is bad. Like, I want to do all these things, and I love being this busy, you know. Like I said, I'm just, like, this ambition gremlin. Like, I just have... Mm-hmm. I just, yes, I just always want to do something. But, like, I'm not going to lie, I do feel, like, an intense anxiety. Like, I'm also going to say this on the on the radio because I don't really care, LOL. I'm taking this new medicine called lorazepam, I think. And it's for anxiety. And I don't know if it's been working. I've been taking it for about a month. 
but I do still be feeling anxious like but that's that's like the extent of my anxiety is that I feel like I need help professionally to deal with it like it's just very unmanageable yeah so it's just kind of like I'm just that's why I want to talk about it because it's easier to see this is good this is me talking about my feelings (laughs) no and like bouncing back on it because I would you know I would say I love that you just talked about your medicine for one yeah but like anxiety is like really weird and mm. i think people always think it's all like you know a medicine would help it but yeah. it generally does need to be taken care of yes um, yeah it's not just a quick fix yeah mm. and it takes like multiple medicines to actually get your anxiety into like a certain yep. area you feel comfortable with it totally agree. Um, but yeah like the anxiety like is it more of like a dish like it's not even a distress right because no. it's more you're, it's like anxious as yes. a bit like like I have some like you're so like it's exciting though yes that's exactly it's almost like a bubbling like if you could imagine a simmering pot about to boil over like it's not like I'm (laughs) boiling over I'm just kind of excited yeah I like that though yeah no that's I like it too um okay well I do want to ask you since you know we're talking about our feelings here I know that you talk to me about your feelings. Whenever I'm with you, we get we get into it. We eat into the meat of our feelings, okay? Yeah, we'll be Pisces moving together. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to ask you, who else do you tell your feelings to? Who else can you talk to about your feelings, express yourself to? Who? You know, it's so funny. We just brought her up. Jalen. Jalen. Jalen is one person that I can just sit there. Yeah. And- have a conversation and like even with my feelings I do have like a hard time sometimes like yeah. pinpointing like what makes me upset what makes me happy yeah. um what's driving me crazy right now and I can talk to Jalen about it and he'll be like oh blah blah that's yeah. what makes me bad and like he just gets it you know yeah. what I'm trying to say like yeah I, I feel like he is one person that I can just fully let go yeah and just say everything that I mean no matter how crazy I am it would be Jalen definitely because that Pisces movie having some that Pisces movie <laughs> <laughs> you be crazy. We be crazy, like literally unhinged and crazy, and expecting, yeah. expecting people to just kind of be like okay with it and normal about it, just like hoping <laughs> that they're like totally fine with that. But no, that's exactly what that's all about. So whenever you go to Jalen about your feelings, do you feel like you know she's able to respond and tell you about her feelings, or do you feel like it's just like? this kind of I want to say one-way street but typically it's you expressing your feelings because some people's relationships are just that's how they run and they're better that way honestly and you know I think with Jalen he actually does express his feelings just as much as I do yeah. um I don't know what it is with our dynamic but we actually help each other express how we feel right um I've talked to Jalen about the most craziest things about the most things that you would be like oh my god you're like psychotic but he actually he doesn't make me feel crazy about it you know and, and maybe that's the problem right mm. maybe that's the problem you need somebody to be like girl you crazy yeah oh but okay. no he actually he's just as open as me actually yeah. um I think it's just our bonds and like our comfortableness with each other you know and mm. I like we've had a friendship for like almost like I think over five years now yeah so that's a really I long time it's very easy, but I do know what you, what you mean with, like, the one-way street. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a lot of friends that actually open up to me a lot more, and yeah. I'm listening, and I'm giving them advice. Yeah. And it's like, nice. It's like I'm helping someone, right? I was about to say, sometimes it, it, it's not bad for relationships to be one-way street. Sometimes it's kind of just how they need to work. Like, you know, not every single relationship is, you know, this mutual beneficial. But sometimes you just need to talk to somebody. Exactly. Like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, you have to open up to me. Yeah, if I open up, yeah. You know? No. I definitely agree with that. I'm actually going to talk about this. I have, like, this guy that, oh, this is so embarrassing. I have this guy (laughs) that I'm talking to, and, like, 
just I like him a lot and I've gotten pretty attached to him I would say and like I feel like I'm super vulnerable with him like I'd be saying my feeling I be reading my poetry I be talking about my life and he do not be telling me nothing about him like I I barely knew this dude's name for a while and I I still don't even know if that's his real name I I think it probably is like I don't know but I never say it he doesn't like people to know his name anyway it's just like this type of secretive nature he has he's a Libra by the way in case you were fucking wondering um, this type of like secretive nature he has and it's just kind of like our relationship is not like a one way street like we're obviously like He's cool, like, we, we talk to each other. But, like, I feel like I share with him, like, my life, and he does not share with me his, and he prefers it that way. Like, he likes it that way. And can I tell you something? Me mm-hmm. too. I don't want to know nothing about him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cry myself to sleep every night. I don't want to know nothing about him. I really don't. Like, I'm really glad that he, he, he created that, like, environment for our relationship to thrive in because I am not the type of person that you want to know. I don't, you should not tell me about your life. I, I'm not the girlfriend that needs to know all the details. No. Yeah. Keep it to no, yourself. I, I get that. Like, Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Yes, like my stomach hurts now. Like leave me alone. Oh my god, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like that's how like disheveled I can get over that type of stuff. So that's why I'm glad that he was able to establish like this firm boundary within what he's sharing to me. Like that already changed the dynamic of our relationship. So some things just work better when it's one way. And I would also like to bounce off on that. I mm-hmm. think you know. Honestly, I would say maybe you don't have that a lot. Do you have like people that like you can just like t- express all your emotions and like they don't, you know, tell you back? Because I think it's also really nice. Yeah. I think I'm so used to people like telling me their emotions yeah. that it's nice for us to get her outlet out. Yeah. You know, take what's wrong and like not feel weird about it. Definitely. Um, yeah. It's nice to have that person that you could just plug into and be like, listen up. Like, this was happening. And you, they don't ex- they don't want to share what they're going through. And, like, it's not that I don't want to know what he's going through. Like, I care. But it does make me more comfortable to share what I'm going through when he's constantly asking me, how are you? How are you? How are you? You know what I'm saying? About myself. Yeah. It's like, I mean, whatever. Like, she, I'm not going to complain. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I like, I guess. So... So whenever I deal with my feelings, I would say, like, I have some very big feelings a lot. I deal with the people closest to me. And by closest, I mean proximity. So, like, my neighbor or, like, the friend that lives the closest, like, that's how I deal with my feelings. How do you deal with your feelings? Who do you go to when you have, like, big feelings that are just kind of overwhelming you? You know, I would say I either, honestly, just do, like, do I even deal with feelings? Real. I mean, real. My thing is... <laughs> real. Because real. Honest, like alone, I would probably say, like, cause I don't even know if I deal with them half the time. Yeah. Or if not, I may like sit in it. Yeah. You know, I've learned like just to sit in my emotions and like just sit there Definitely. and like not react to things, you know? Yeah. Cause I've have noticed that I'm like more of a reactor. Mm. Like thinking first, you know? Yeah. So I, I usually just sit there and just try to figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard. And like, honestly, if not, my next one, Jalen. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's not always Jalen. It's like other friends as well. If I can talk to them at that moment, but yes. I, like I know what you mean. It's like the friend that I can call right now. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, have a conversation with even my sister. I love my sister. Like, I love shouts to her. Do you yeah. want? She should be the person of the week. Oh my god, yeah, Tasia. Look, Tasia is the person of the week. Her, hey Tasia. <laughs> I actually really like Tasia. Like, I, I like her so much. She's so nice. She's a little sweet. You are. I miss her. Yeah, where's she She's at? Oh. I think she's at Sam's right now. She's working right now. Okay, period. And you know, Sam's pay for your college education. I heard that. 
Really? Yeah, you should tell her about that. Ask her about that. I didn't know that, but I'm definitely going to talk to her after this. Yeah, because yeah, I've I seen that somewhere on TikTok, and I was like, hold the it's, it's your, it's in your education. I know. I'm like, hold. Because, <laughs> damn. You said, are you a homosexual? Look, <laughs> are you a homosexual? Are you a homosexual? You a homosexual? A homosexual. Bye, that is so funny. Well, I want to, I do want to make some key distinctions between us talking about our feelings and white girls talking about their feelings or white boys talking about their feelings or even maybe even like Hispanic women talking about their feelings. Many different marginalized groups are treated differently for talking about their feelings. And I feel like, I feel like sometimes you are black mask and like, I feel like black mask people are presented with this type of like hard exterior that that is not true that isn't true it's so soft and ooey gooey on the inside how does it make you feel to be perceived the wrong way all the time like constantly perceived the wrong way it actually makes me upset i feel like just in this like society in general with being a black man you're all like you're obviously just taught to be like like kind of just like deal with things yeah definitely um and not express your emotions and feelings and stuff so i think i wouldn't i mean i wouldn't know how what how it makes me feel i would say have you just not thought about it before? I don't, I don't think I have thought about it often. I isn't haven't. It, but isn't that crazy how, like, I definitely want to say that how people view you affects your identity. Isn't that crazy how one of the most effective things to your identity you haven't even thought about how it makes you feel? Yes. Because no one is telling you to think about how it makes you feel. No one talks about it, yeah. Yeah. I also do feel like, I mean, with me just being queer, it's kind of like when you do express your feelings, it's either, like, I feel like it's almost like a joke. Oh, like, I don't wow, know, like, yeah. Like, as a queer person, or like, you know, I may be speaking for myself or other people, but it's like a caricature. Yeah. It's like sometimes I'm, I feel like I'm viewed as a caricature. Yeah, like I don't you know have how to. to that. No, yeah. I think I know what you mean. Like, you have to express the most extreme of your emotion. So if you're feeling super happy, you have to be like really, really happy. Or if you're feeling like kind of sad, you have to be super sad for people to take it serious. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I would describe it as. And I, don't, I didn't like that at all. Yeah. Um, okay, so what group do you think has the easiest time expressing their feelings, being accepted by other people, and having support? Oh, that's easy. White people. White people. Okay. <laughs> um, I would, you know... Oh, that's I easy. Where, I was, look, I forgot what you were saying earlier, but, like, you were talking about how the different ethnicities and stuff and, yeah. like, how they, like, deal with their emotions yeah. or how they're seen. Yeah. I would say... They're very validated yeah. most of the time. I would say, yeah, I would. I would. I've, I've seen that since I was like seven or eight. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen little white girls be medicated for ADHD and then little black boys be suspended and expelled left and right. That's one key difference that could change your life based on how someone, what, how accepting someone was of your feelings. My best friend in elementary school, her name was Lindsay. Lindsay had ADHD, like the worst ADHD ever. Like, this is a terrible ADHD. You had another kid, kid named Darius Jackson. Darius also had pretty bad ADHD. The difference between these two. Darius was a city kid, and Lindsay was a, um, a county kid. Mm-hmm. So the county kids got treated better no matter what, and they were white. So she got access to health care. She got access to, like, amphetamines when she was, like, 10 or 11, I remember her being medicated. And then you have Darius, who, I don't know if he was medicated or not. He wasn't as close to me, but I know that he was suspended a lot. 
I know he was suspended all the time. And Lindsay and Darius did very similar things. Spoke out in class, was kind of rowdy, you know, had weird relations with kids, all these other types of things that were just kind of inappropriate for ADHD kids. But because Lindsay was a white girl, she got medicated and help instead of suspended and expelled. And that is something that I think is just, because, you know, I don't know what Darius is doing now, but I know what he could be doing if he was medicated. Exactly. (laughs) A whole lot more. He doesn't have the same chance that that girl got when Ever. it comes to the distance and acting right. You know, like, I think that's just horrible. Oh, God, I didn't think about that. Because that comes down I to just also, feelings. Like, it's just feelings. Yeah. And, like, people who validate you and who don't. And I yeah. feel like, obviously, in the black community, a lot of our feelings aren't validated. Mm-hmm. Um, act weird to that. I mean, it's kind of just like, you know, you're a joke, but, yeah. you know, you can see a white person complaining about, like, the smallest little thing mm-hmm. of, like, something so stupid. And, like, they get complete validation for it, you know? Definitely. And it's kind of just, like... Definitely. It's tiring. It's... I'm it tired. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm tired. I'm like, tired. I'm joking. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, if you could look at someone and express your feelings to them and have them accept you, who would that person be? The person who you think maybe, you know, is so unlikely to accept you. Who do you think you should be able to express your feelings to more? No, I would say I think I should be able to express my feelings to my mom more. I thought you were going to say that. Uh, I, yeah, and, like, you know, it's funny because I actually don't have a, like, I don't have a need to, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, I need to express my feelings to my mom because I'm so used to not. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I think it would make me feel better. I think Definitely. it would. Yeah. Having that validation from my mom and, like, talking to me and sitting with me through these problems, you know, that, because, you know, I've always, I'm so used to, like, not talking about my feelings, hiding my feelings, yeah. you know? Well, I think I, it would make me feel way better. It would Definitely. make me happy. Um, Definitely. The person who accepted. Sorry. The, well, the person who is supposed to know you, you know? Yeah. They're supposed to know me the most, right? Right. Um, or what they think they know the most. Right. Um, I think it just also stems back from when I was a child and, like, gay. And I would come home and act like I was straight, you know, and not talk about <laughs> anything that happened at school, right? You, act like, to, you acting like you're straight is crazy like that is so funny that anybody would ever believe that <laughs> no you know what's funny no one knew yeah wow e- everyone followed that and like when i had parent teacher conferences or something like my parents and my family were there i was always so nervous i was anxious i'm like oh my god someone's gonna tell my parents i'm gay you know yeah. or someone's gonna like a kid's gonna like come up to me and talk to me and yeah. hey girl you know blah yeah. blah uh, it's just gonna ruin everything yeah um, but I think that's where it all stems from. I wish I could just come home and, you know, go to my mom and be like, I have blah, blah, this and that, I'm gay, or I'm getting bullied for this, or whatever the hell the situation was. Yeah. But I dealt with it on my own. Yeah. So I think I'd like to talk to my parents about that. Yeah. I totally know what you mean. That definitely, um, it would open doors for the way that you understand and regulate your own emotions when you're supported by the person you think is supposed to support you the most. Exactly. Just and like, you never let who who deals with their emotions like i kind of need to know that like yeah. how can like i i think i would need like some like my friends i was talking to Jalen about it i'm gonna need a good five years yeah to actually like fully tell you how i deal with my emotions because yeah. you know i would think it takes me a while i think i'm like just like still like on that like path of trying to deal with my emotions healthier way mm-hmm. like how it's like sitting in my emotions and actually feeling how i feel <laughs> even though it's kind of hard to pinpoint sometimes no but that makes sense it's like, it's a nice, I like doing that. Yeah. Wow, at least five years. I know what you mean because 
the way that I've been dealing with my emotions, I know that's wrong. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to do that. Because tell me why I had the worst day every year today, and then I went to the plug, and my day was instantly better. That's girl, not that, the right way. That's my problem. <laughs> girl. That's not you the right way. Quick sleeping and stuff and, like, hanging out. Yeah. I'm um, girl sober and mad and then like as soon as he pulled that blood out girl what what was the problem what was did we have a problem (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly how it is do we have a problem like literally mood changed completely do we have a problem like no nope and i don't know what the problem was you know that's the problem that's the problem (laughs) that's the problem but um okay so we figured out our person of the week, which is your sister, Duh. Love her. Th- shouts to her. And for the quote of the week, I just want you, I want to get your reaction to this. A promise is a comfort to a fool. I got that when I was like in eighth or ninth grade. Very, very old quote I have. A promise is a comfort to a fool. How does that make you feel? A promise is a comfort to a fool. There you go. You know, I would say. There you go. I guess I feel like a fool. Yeah. You know? Yep. I'm glad. That's what I wanted. I'm like, everybody needs to look inside themselves. No, because I was thinking, I'm like, I guess I feel like a fool because, yeah. you know, I, I take promises, like, I guess very, like, yep. I take them seriously. Me too. I'm not, like, the type of person that's going to promise someone if I don't mean it, you know? Definitely. So, I actually, I don't know. It literally just makes me feel like a fool, though, because it makes sense. Like, I understand that. Yeah. In a sense. I'm glad. Okay, I'm glad. I'm opening doors in your mind. No, that's why I'm like, I can't even, like, think. I'm trying to figure out, like... All the promises you've believed. Over the- <laughs> yeah, look. And, like, every time... Girl, you yeah. look like a fool. Yeah. You put your trust in the nigga, stupid How <laughs> you, you figure? You look like a little <laughs> sister. Uh, yeah. Like, that's how I feel. That's, yeah. that's genuinely how they quote makes me feel. Yeah. I was thinking about it. Because, no, that's real. That's real. Well, <laughs> I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Barry. Yeah. Li- <laughs> <laughs> we've, had, we've had such a good conversation. I know. I love this conversation. Yay. It was my favorite. I think it honestly is right up our alley. Yes, I think so too. Period. Okay, well, thanks everybody for listening, and we will see you next week on Ice Cream Social. This is our second song of the week, Summon Holy War by Amy Winehouse. Oh, man.